Hello guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Wild True Talk. How are you guys doing? I hope you liked episode zero. If you haven't listened to it already, go back to it and give it a listen. It will give you a little presentation, like a little idea of who I am, what I'm doing, and sort of my story in a sense. So today is going to be the first real episode of this podcast. I'm super excited. And today we're going to talk about a pretty nerdy topic, but a pretty light one. Um, I'm not going to delve into it like particularly, uh, but it's just a superficial, I would say, guide where I just talk to you about PC building. So this is building PC for dummies, an idiot proof guide for PC building. So if you've never ever ever heard of uh, PC building basically for a computer you can go two ways you can go to a retailer and buy a pre-built system that's what the general public does I would say or you can just buy the parts and build your own one Uh, the thing is that why would people do that and what are the things that you need to take into consideration for building your own PC. So this guide is uh, divided into five parts. We're going to first talk about the reasons. So why people build PCs. Um, The second one is going to be budget. So some considerations and points to uh, take into consideration regarding your budget. Then we're going to delve into part selection. Then we get into building, but it's going to be pretty superficial. Uh, Just one or two, um, let's say points that I've would like to uh, take out of it. And uh, the fifth one is what you need to do post first booting. So after you have, um, after you've, you've finished building your PC and um, checking that your system works just fine. So reasons, let's start with reasons. So why would people build PCs uh, and go through this audacious process uh, when you can just go to your local electronic store and buy one. Well, there are a few reasons that I pinpointed. Uh, in this case, I chose four. I chose four. I I thought about it. I thought about four reasons why someone would build would build your like um, would build a PC. Uh, the first one, people build PCs for a specific purpose. So. For example, let's just say that you are a content creator and you uh, record videos in uh, 4K, uh, which is a pretty hefty resolution still to this day to, you know, uh, manage and edit and contain. So you need a lot of processing power to um, edit, color correct, um, effects and stuff, you know, to basically create a decent 4K uh, video. So you might need a system for that, or you are a uh, an avid gamer, and you are kind of like sick <laughs> to your stomach of, let's say, uh, your typical experience that you can get out of um, out of a console. So you want to build your own PC, so on and so forth. Um, my reason was because I need I needed a powerful system to do a lot of things. Like as I said, uh, I may. Developer by trade and a content creator by heart from from the trailer. So, and I am an avid gamer. So, with this 
this is like what I built is a, I would say, an all-around uh, powerful system that can manage to do all of those things at once. Uh, and like, sorry, all of those things, well, no, it's kind of impossible to do all of those, like consecration and gaming all at once. But uh, it can do everything well and performance-wise. I would probably, I would say that it's quite a beast. So that that's a reason. The second reason is that pre, um, sorry, PC builds can be cheaper than a pre-built system. Why? Why is that? Well, because manufacturers and um, brands and OEMs, which are like the people who design and build those things, like those computers, they need to get profit out of it. So what do they do? They just like, you know, they take parts, slam it together into a computer. Maybe they throw some proprietary OEM parts in there. Uh, generally, if you buy a pre-built, like a normal uh, pre-built, pre-built system, so like your average office computer, most of the parts are uh, considered OEM parts. So they're proprietary to a specific brand and uh, they are not, they're, they're not, they cannot be taken out. So the computer might just not work without them. Uh, so what do they need to do? Well, they need to make profit. So they need to charge more for a computer that you can just like make yourself and it will cost less. So it's sort of the lazy route. I know that there are like companies that build, uh, they build PCs, sort of like normal, I would say normal PC builds and they just charge more for it. Like, so they do everything that you would do. Uh, but since, since the fact that, uh, you are sort of out, you're basically outsourcing that task to someone else, you need to pay the component. So the PC itself, and you need to pay like the work hour, the amount of work that uh, goes into it. So there is that. And building yourself a PC is much cheaper in the long run. And the higher your app, like your budget goes, the cheaper it gets. So uh, let's just say that you want to build a Nultra Beast, like whatever, like a system that would last you without any, without, without touching it for about six or seven years it would be around 30 percent cheaper to make 30 or 40 percent cheaper actually to build it yourself rather than going to uh, someone to make it for you or to buy a not the shelf uh, pre-built system so there's that the third reason is control over parts so as i mentioned in pre-built system there's since there might be some um parts that are proprietary and uh, uh, known as OEM parts. So you would not be able to swap them, replace them in case something gets broken. Uh, And with building your own PC, every PC part, every part of your component that you get has its own warranty. So you don't have to send your system somewhere else. You just like, you can send only, let's say your graphics card might just one day might conk out. You can either like send it, send your graphics card to assistance, or you can just swap and buy a new one and just swap it and chuck it in. So you don't, you're not forced to go through some sort of assistance route. You can, yeah, you can go through an assistance uh, route, but it's easier and cheaper. 
since everything that you have in the system has its own warranty. So you don't have to send one, like you don't have to send your entire system. You just send the part that's broken or faulty, which is super handy. And uh, it's just really helpful. So you don't, you don't lose anything. You just might have something around lying around, like maybe in the case of the graphics card, let's say that you're, you have like, you've built the system like let's say three years ago and uh you already you've already upgraded to another graphics card and that one just conks out so you can just rechuck your first graphics card and you're good to go so you, you while you're waiting for your new graphics card to you know to get fixed or something uh you can just you know keep on working with your system with your old graphics card and you wouldn't have any issues that's it and the fourth one ties into this uh, controller part, which is future-proofing proofing and ease of access. So if something is, um, let's say that something is faulty or doesn't really work right, you have the ability, you know, to open it yourself, just go through it and see what's going on. Uh, and with pre-built systems, it's a bit complicated, as I said, with OEM parts and um, with the way they build it, it's a little bit confusing. Um, and also like for future proofing, you can just spend an entire like month worth of your salary to build a beast that you would never touch for like 10 or 15 years. Uh, yeah, that it can be a thing. Like there are some builds that like right now, I think that if you spend 3000 euros, 4000 euros for a lot for a, a PC build that might last you until 2030. I'm not joking. Uh, I, well. Regarding of your expectations, you know, so, so yeah, that, those are the main reasons why someone would go to through this PC build route. The second reason, like the second part, like, let's say you are uh, looking into it and you decide, okay, I, I have my reason to build a, a PC. Now, what do you need to do? You need to specify how much money you are putting into into it so you need to consider a budget and how will you do that basically there are two things that you need to take into consideration your needs and you need to find information regarding your specific needs so that that reason ties into that part ties into part selection so we will talk about that in a bit but consider your needs and what do you want to achieve with your computer in my case I built a PC uh, for what I wanted to do. So content creation and gaming. And for gaming, I had a specific um, I had a specific goal in mind. So my system has is hooked to a uh, an office monitor. And it's a weird one because it's a 16 by 10 monitor. So it's not your average 1920 by 1080 P resolution, but it's a 1920 by 1200 monitor so it basically it's a little bit taller than your average like um your average monitor so that means that my graphics card needs to push a bit more to achieve the same results as i would have in a 1080p situation so my goal was to be sort of reasonably happy with the performance that i get so generally 60 fps uh at ultra so maxed out in every game that i try to run 
uh, mostly eighth, and so mostly like maybe a little bit older games, like games that came out like a few years back, and some new titles that are coming out uh, in the next month, which will be next month, which will be titles that are transitioning into uh, what is known as next gen, uh, because the next generation of consoles, it's on the it's right around the corner, if you haven't like looked up already. But I was digressing. So considering your needs, so let's say that uh, you're happy with um, for gaming, you're happy with like 1080p, uh, 60 frames per second, and um, you're happy with like everything at medium, at medium settings, so nothing too groundbreaking. Uh, then you would find a budget range. Uh, which in that case would be around 600 to 700 or even 800 euros. Nothing really groundbreaking. In my case, I would need it to have a system that would achieve 60 frames per second, maxed out, every game maxed out at 1200p. And I would need a system with some raw, raw horsepower to push my musical needs, so my musical projects, which can be pretty uh, complex and require a lot of um, CPU usage and RAM usage. And uh, I would also need a, uh, I needed also a system that would allow me to do 3D modeling with uh, ray tracing, which is a pretty hefty um, computing task. I'm not gonna dive deep into what is ray tracing at the moment so that will be for another time but yeah those were my needs and i didn't have a budget for it so basically i decided to just chuck some parts into the cart and see what the total amount would have achieved which was about 1300 years so my build is about that it it's it was that much <laughs> so yeah and find information regarding your specific needs so um you can google like build a pc with x amount of money and you will find people who did just that and they will find they will give you a list of parts that uh that they uh suggest and your mileage may vary with those specific parts so finding information regarding your needs ties into part selection because most of the people are like um, articles that you find online. They specifically mention a list of parts that they um, that they chose. A good thing to do during part selection is to, of course, read a lot, look around, and get informed by what parts you would need, and also it's important to ask the community. A good place to start would be um, on Reddit at r slash PC Master Race and r slash PC Building, which are subreddit dedicated to the PC building community. Those are good starting points to find out like some builds and uh, find out some decent components to go with it. And then you just have to make a list and uh, go to your, make a list, go to your retailer and get your parts. So the necessary components for a PC are the following. A motherboard, which is the, I would say the central hub where everything gets attached somehow. 
the CPU, which is the central processing unit, the processor, your brain, uh, everything that you do goes through the CPU, your power supply, your blood system that basically gives electricity to all the parts in the, in the system. RAM, which stands for random access memory, which is the volatile short term, the short term memory of your computer. Uh, so basically, um, it's the memory that keeps track of your tasks and what you're doing. It's a volatile type of memory. So every time that you turn off your computer, the RAM gets reset. So there will be nothing from your previous session. Storage. So you would need a hard drive or in uh, this day and age, you would need an SSD or an M.2 um, drive, which is SSDs and M.2 drives uh, are uh, drives that are much faster than your typical regular mechanical hard drive. In my case, I decided to go with an M.2 SSD for my system. So that's the that's the storage that's the storage solution that I use to to that I use to install my operating system. So everything is really snappy and fast. And for normal regular storage where my game library is, or where the files for this podcast are, are in my mechanical two terabyte hard drive. So you can go many different routes. Pick your poison. You will find something. And the final option I would say is the, the final necessary part is the case. Technically it's not a necessary part because you can run everything out of just a motherboard, but it's a little bit dangerous because the main enemy of a computer is the outside world, specifically dust. So if you have to build a computer, be aware of how much dust you're making and that it has a good airflow because that can literally kill a computer uh regarding airflow basically pc parts like a computer generates heat by just doing stuff and that heat need that heat needs to go somewhere needs to be exhausted so there are like generally a case has like um intake fans and exhaust fans that help with um with uh airflow and thermals uh, so be aware of that. That's another thing that I that I need to add. And but I digress. Optional parts, depending on your needs, are a GPU, a graphics processing unit. So uh, it's a component that handles heavy mathematical operations that go into generate graphics. So vectors and calculating spines and everything like that. That's handled by the GPU, and that's a part that a gaming PC must have must have that's a must part that's a must have part for a gaming pc so that's what i have i have a gpu i have an external like um, a dedicated gpu that's what it's called when it's like outside of your uh outside of your cpu that's called a dedicated gpu when it's within the architecture of your processor that's called an integrated gpu so so yeah, and a GPU, a CPU heatsink, in case your processor doesn't come with one, and uh, a third part that I chucked, like a third uh, optional uh, part that I put in is an AIO for water cooling. So it's basically a system that has a radiator, a water pump, some fans, and basically you're cooling your system, not with air, but with water. 
there are like two um water cooling is a bit complicated I, my system is air cooled just for sake of simplicity and i don't really like the fact that there is some water in my pc that cools things up if a pipe gets you know starts to leak things might go wrong real real wrong real fast so avoid that and a seventh i would say must like necessary parts for building your pc are your peripherals so mouse a keyboard a mouse pad if you need one a set of speakers if you need one etc so i can go through this list and I can tell you what I have. So as a motherboard, I decided to go with a uh, MSI B550 Carbon Gaming Wi-Fi motherboard, which has a lot of awesome features. It has Wi-Fi. Another uh, need that I had was that my PC had to have Wi-Fi because my router is not where I am right now. Uh, to put it into context, the, the PC is in my bedroom in our bedroom because yeah I live with my fiance so the PC is in our bedroom which is my bedroom which is my studio in a sense like where I work and stuff and the router is in the living room so it's, which is in the other room and uh yeah I need wi-fi for that so I decided to pick a motherboard with wi-fi instead of picking a motherboard without wi-fi and buying a wi-fi ex expansion card which makes no sense whatsoever in this day and age so my motherboard is an MSI B550 Carbon Gaming Wi-Fi, and it also has support for uh, Gen 5 PCI Express. So some of the PCI Express slots are Gen 5 ready, and it has two end of two slots. So very important. The CPU that I have at the moment is an AMD Ryzen 5 3600, uh, six core, plenty of power, good stuff. For power supply, I have a, a Corsair RX 550i. Fully modular, what does it mean? It's a, it means that the the wires that come with the, the, um, that come with the power supply can be removed and you can adjust like uh, how many wires you need depending on uh, what kind of components you have. So if I had like a, uh, an extra, a secondary GPU, I would need some other uh, wires that I can just connect. It's just like so easy, like modular, uh, go modular if you if you need to. For RAM, uh, I have 32 gigabytes of, um, what was it? Corsair Vengeance LPDDR4 uh, at 3200 megahertz. So 32 gigabytes are more than enough. And I can see it with my eyes. It's ultra snappy. My my laptop, sorry, my computer is ultra snappy. For storage, as I said, I have a 500 gigabyte um, WD Blue M.2 um, SSD plus a Seagate Barracuda 2 terabyte uh, hard drive at 7200 RPM, if I remember correctly. And for the case, I have an NZXT H510, uh, which is a full AT ATX Sour uh, case, which uh, goes well with the um, B550, which is an ATX motherboard. Uh, when I talk about ATX, uh, it means it's the size. So there are different sizes for motherboards in cases that's what you need to check. I uh, think that you need to check with your motherboard or the size, as I said. So motherboard and case need to sort of have the same size. Uh, you can have like a smaller motherboard in a bigger case. So you can have like an ITX, a micro ATX motherboard in an, in an ATX case. It doesn't go the other way around because things won't fit. 
And for the motherboard, a thing that you need to check is the CPU socket because there are different CPUs on the market. And for CPUs, there are two many main manufacturer, manufacturers, which are Intel and AMD. And Intel and AMD have different sockets. For Intel, it depends on the generation. So if you're buying the 10th generation Core i series, you need a, uh, I think it was an LGA 1152 motherboard, uh, like a, an LGA 1152 socket motherboard, compatible motherboard. But for AMD, you need a AM4 socket motherboard because the Ryzen series, the Ryzen series, uh, has a has an AM AM4 socket. So um, check that for the power supply. A thing that you need to check is how much does your computer run in terms of power. So check that and then buy something that goes above that limit. So in my case with my um, system, it was running 385 watts under load. Under load means while you're doing stuff. So I decided to go with a 550 watt power supply because I have a I have headroom in case I need to upgrade and in case there is a surge, an electrical surge doesn't go, like the surges might just be 50 watts. So I don't go, you know, overboard, over capacity and I don't fry it. And I don't fry anything, so that's a good thing. For the RAM, a thing that you need to check is also with the motherboard, how many RAM slots do you have? So generally consumer grade motherboards come with four slots. And uh, well, about uh, the RAM, uh, depend, it depends on your needs. Uh, but in this case, I would suggest you at the moment, RAM is cheap. So if you're building a computer at the moment, buy as much RAM as you can. That's why I went with 32 gigabytes because um, two sticks of eight gigabytes of the RAM that I have. So the uh, Corsair Vengeance was 60 euros. So I decided why not just chuck more. So I, I'm, I'm fine with that. And regarding the, the storage, that's also up to you and up to the motherboard. If your motherboard supports, um, it has if, if your motherboard has an M.2, a PCI M.2 slots, buy an M.2, and M.2 are starting to uh, come down in prices. If not, just buy a normal, uh, say the SSD, it works just fine. It's snappy, it's still snappy as well. So go with that. And regarding the case, it's more, that's more uh, a thing about your taste. Uh, I was all, I was always looking for NZXT cases uh, for a few, um, a few things. And uh, I decided to go with the, with the H510. Um, which was pretty cheap and it really, it really does it for me. So, uh, I don't really, I don't really mind. And also it has a tempered glass, uh, side panel where you can see all the components and it's pretty cool. Not gonna lie for the GPU. I have a, um, Asus ROG Strix, uh, RTX GeForce 2070, eight gigabytes of, um, GDDR6X RAM, VRAM. So, plenty of power. I, the heatsink that I have comes came with the AMD, with the Ryzen, with the processor, so I didn't have to buy one. And as I said, I run um, air, air cooled, so I, I didn't need an AIO. And for the build that I have, I don't even have the space to fit an AIO for the time. 
For the peripherals, I have everything. It's Logitech. So the keyboard is a uh, Logitech Prodigy G12, um, sorry, G213. Uh, and for the keyboard, I needed a full-size keyboard with the numpad because for in my 3D modeling program, which is Blender, you need the numpad for uh, shortcuts and moving parts and, uh, sorry, um, moving around with the perspective and things like that. So that's what I needed. Uh, for the mouse, I have a Logitech G403 Hero. Um, both like keyboard and mouse are backlit with RGB. So if you're a fan of RGB, go with this. Speakers, I have a Logitech, uh, what were it called, 200V, 200W or something, W200. Uh, pretty cool speakers. A cool thing about these speakers, these speakers is the fact that they have uh, a headphone jack and a microphone jack integrated. Both are uh, one eighth, uh, one eighth of an inch, so 3.5 millimeters. And it's awesome because I can just connect my headphones through the speakers and they work just fine. And for the uh, mouse pad, I have a extra large Kingston Iprax uh, something something uh, which is pretty cool and I got it dirty with coffee <laughs> a few days ago so I might need to wash it someday someday mm, soon Th this room smells like coffee at the moment so too bad <laughs> let's get back into topic and stop digressing after you've made your list and you made your own research and see what components, which brands you want, blah, blah, blah. It's time to find a trustworthy shop and just go on and buy the parts. And uh, the question is online or retail? Um, that depends on where you're living. Because, for example, in Finland, you have physical retail stores where you can buy parts directly. So... You can go with that or uh, if you live like far from one of those specific hubs you can just buy online and generally things come pretty fast for example i bought from a place called verkokoppa which is uh, one of the one of finland's best uh, electronic store and they sell parts both pc parts both on on the off the shelf retail and online but i decided to go online and i bought them online so they ship them directly to me and uh, I bought them on a Thursday and they came, everything came on Saturday afternoon. So in two days, I got everything. But in other countries, for example, in Italy, I am pretty sure that there are few to none uh, retailers that sell off the shelf PC components. So the, your best bet is going, is buying online via Amazon. That's probably the best, the best and the cheapest uh, option. So depending on where you're living, you go either online or you buy retail. So for me, it was just like more, it was just more accessible to buy online. I, I could have gone there, but it would have taken me a lot of time. And specifically, I would have needed a car because these things are heavy. Like this, this PC is pretty heavy. So, you know, carrying it all the way and, you know, having like all the parts separately, carrying them all the way uh, on in public like with public transport especially right now um from the store to home doesn't didn't cut it so i just decided to ship everything buy it online ship it everything to the nearest like uh shipping point and just gather the stuff from there uh it took me quite a while because uh everything was separate everything was sort of split into the, the entire like order was split into four pieces 
Um, there was the power supply and the GPU. They came separately. Then there was the case and a box full of other stuff full uh, with the other components. Plus I bought a magnetic screwdriver set. So another thing that you need, a thing that you need, like a, a really big thing that you need for your, uh, for building your computer, a magnetic screwdriver, because those screws are small, real small. So it will help a ton to have a magnetic, magnetic screwdriver. So you can just like pick your, pick the screws without like the need of, you know, pinching with your hands or using tweezers or whatnot. So it's easier to pick the screws, organize them pretty easy. And then uh, on top of that, I bought some Artichemix for it, which is a therm which is thermal compound, which I don't need for this build because the heatsink that, that came with my CPU had already some thermal compound on it. So I decided to go with that. And uh, I bought two DisplayPort cables to connect the, the monitor uh, with the PC to the monitor. And I think that was it, you know, so I bought that and uh, the, uh, I bought the peripherals in a second moment. And yeah, on top of that, I have a webcam because, you know, I live abroad and I talk with my family, with my family and I would like to see them. So I bought a webcam, uh, nothing too crazy. It's 1080p, but nothing too crazy. So, oh my God, I've talking, I have been talking a lot. Let's keep on going. I still have building and post first boot. So let's get into building. One, there's only one big, like two big advices that I would give you. One, get a friend who knows a thing or two about building or a friend who has built a PC before. You can go solo, but you would need a lot of Googling and watching YouTube to figure out like how things have gone, how things go in general. So I decided to call a friend of mine, uh, a dear friend of mine, Duoma. So if you're listening, hey man, uh, this thing is going still great. So don't worry about it. We're doing just fine. So get a thing, get a friend and build this thing together because he has might, he might have some tricks up his sleeves and he knows a thing or two. Maybe he knows better than you. If you haven't done this before, he really knows better than you. So we decided to build it in one. It took uh, how long? It took three hours to build it because we had we ran into a few things here and there. For example, um, the the CPU installation was a little bit of a tricky one, specifically the um, the heatsink uh, installation, because with AMD motherboards, like specifically AM4 motherboards, there is a backplate in the back of your motherboard, and when you're and when you get the motherboard, there are two brackets that basically are keeping that backplate in. So when you're taking that apart, the backplate just falls. So you, when you're, I was just like basically trying to, uh, trying to connect like to screw in the, uh, the heatsink without having anything to screw in. So it took me about about twenty minutes to realize that there was a backplate and that if I had fallen off, so. We had to take the heat sink off, which was a little bit messy because the thermal compound is actually pretty sticky. So once you put in, once you plop it into the onto the the CPU die, it takes a bit before you can take it off. So we had to take to take it off a few times, rescrew the take the back, keep the backplate, and while uh, while my friend was keeping the backplate, 
I was screwing in the um, the the heatsink. So that took a bit of time. Also, the M.2 installation took a little bit of time because I thought that the guard, the the protection that was covering the M.2, like the, the slot, was not necessary, but actually it was. So basically, you screw that off, put the um, the M. like the uh, the, 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 the the drive, uh, put the solid state drive, and then you put this uh, this protection back on, and then you screw it in. So that took some time, as well as cable management. That's a mess. I mean, it's pretty well cable managed, uh, to be fair. But I know that it would take more. Like I, I know that I still need a lot, a lot more time to, you know, to cable it to manage to cable manage it properly. A second thing that I need to advise you regards when you're done, do not close the case. What I mean by that is first you fin after you're finished building, you just connect the the computer to the to the, the electricity to the to the power and you turn it on to see that everything spins and lights up if you have RGB and things like that. So to make sure that everything works just fine, then you turn it off, you make it do a power cycle. So you turn off the, you turn off the computer, you turn off, you flip the switch on the power supply because the power supplies have a switch. So you flick it off, take it out of the, um, out of the plugs, press the, um, the, the, the power button on your, um, on your case. And that allows all the electricity left to be pushed out of the system. So you might like, so there is no risk that something shorts uh, while, while you're testing out. After that, you can connect it to your monitor and see that it posts and it boots into the BIOS. So you can see like, you know, so from there you can just go on and do other things, which is cable management. Like then you turn off your, your computer when you see that everything runs. If you've done, like in my case, it was a little bit uh, different because Comas did the cable management for me. I'm sorry for that. I know it was a tedious thing, but he sort of, he did the cable management basically for me. And <clears throat> I'm sorry. And everything went just fine uh, in the first, uh, at the first, um, like, you know, first booting. So everything went just fine during the first, like on the first try. So um, really, 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 it was a sign of relief to be honest. So then it was just a matter of installing Windows and getting it ready. So that's it. Congrats, you just built your own PC. And like I took you through building a PC. So uh, that was it. So thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Maybe this episode was not a one size fit for all. So there are a lot of things that you need to cover. But those are these are just the few, like the main few points that you need to take into consideration if you're thinking of building your own computer. So thank you for listening, and we will see you in two weeks for a brand new episode of Outro Talk. Till then, have a good one.